guys, this is Carrie Fullerton Professional Organizing, and today I'm going to talk to you about someone by the name of Tanisha Porter from Natural Born Organizers, uh, and she talks about organizing to maintain your dream. Let's say you uh, bought a dream house. Um, she says that you should start trying to organize and declutter now while you're working towards your dream house because once you get your dream house, you don't want it also to fill up with clutter. So she says to maintain the dream, you have to start before the dream. So um, she says... Uh, she's owner of Natural Born Organizers, LLC, and she is talking about simplify, downsize, and organize, preparing for and maintaining the dream. Uh, she says, so I want to talk to you about simplifying, downsizing, and organizing your life so that you can prepare for, for and maintain the dream. So the dream could encompass a dream home. So the dream could encompass a, a dream apartment, a dream condo, a dream car, your dream purse. We all aspire to certain things. We have dreams that we want to aspire to. She says, so why do you need to prepare for the dream? Why is organizing and decluttering part of preparing and maintaining the dream? She says 54% of Americans are plagued by clutter. 78% of Americans don't know what to do with it and find it complicated to even fathom what to do to declutter or to get organized. She says, I don't know where to start is usually what clients say. Clients come to us professional organizers, they're overwhelmed, and they just don't know where to start because it's all crying out at, to them at once. I don't know where to start. I'm overwhelmed. It gives me aches, and I just don't know where to start. So then I just close the door, and I just avoid it. That is most of the clients that we deal with. They struggle with clutter in a room in one space. They're going to struggle with clutter in their apartment and you're going to struggle with clutter when you get your dream home. That is her premise, is that if you don't take care of the clutter now, it's gonna take over your dream home as well. The myth is some people feel as though, okay, I'm just struggling with space. I don't have enough space. My apartment is too small. I'm sharing a room with someone else with their things. I just need more space. Well, it's not true. It is a myth. Uh, so the number one thing to do when you are simplifying, downsizing and organizing and preparing for and maintaining your dream is you have to assess the space you're in right now. You, ha uh, you have to do the math, and what that means is 
That means that you have to look at the amount of storage space that you have currently with the amount of things that you own. She says, I'm talking about storage space, cabinets, bookshelves, blank walls, closets, things of that nature. And so you need to do the math. You literally need to look at it and see what your stuff to space ratio is and see if you have more things than you have places to store them. Now, the purpose and function of your space. Second thing you need to do when you're simplifying, downsizing and organizing and preparing and maintaining the dream is you need to think about the purpose and the function for your space. This is very important because if a room or a space or a table or a drawer does not have specific purpose, a specific function, a specific activity that needs to occur there, then clutter is going to accumulate there. It just is because then the space becomes either a catch-all or a miscellaneous or it just becomes the easy place to move things to when you have to do a quick cleanup. Now, a good example of this that I can add is that junk drawer. If you call it a junk drawer, you're gonna throw all types of miscellaneous junk in there. I have learned to change my junk drawer and I actually turned two drawers because of the pandemic, I used one that used to be my junk drawer. I turned it into the mask and hand sanitizer drawer. And then I had another drawer that all I used it for was cookie cutters and stuff like that. So I took those things out, got rid of what I didn't need because I don't really bake. I kept some things just for the holidays, which was a very small amount. And then I decided to use that as a utility drawer, not a junk drawer. So what that now means is it's specifically designated for batteries, hammers, measuring tape, all those things that you can never find when you need them. So you have a set in the garage and now you have a set in the utility drawer so that when you're out in the garage, it's there, but when you're in the house and you need something quickly, it's there. Although my husband now also has some space in his office and in his chest of drawer for measuring uh, tapes and uh, flashlights and, you know, a few of those things that he can never find. Um, so now let me go back to what she was saying. Um, because then those spaces become either a catch-all. So if you call it the junk drawer, you're just going to throw junk in there. Um, so you have to decide what the purpose and the function of a space is so that then you can put a name on it. Because once you put a name on it and you define what the activity is, that's going to take place. That will help you determine what is going to stay in the room stay in that space, be stored in that closet, that drawer, bin, desk, etc. You get the idea. 
But anyway, then, so the third thing that you have to do is start to think about doing is um, sorting and categorizing all the stuff, all like things together, all things that are used together, together. All office supplies should all be together. Then you can categorize the office supplies into paper clips and paper, etc. You want to put all the like things together. You want to put all those things together because you're sorting and then you're categorizing. Uh, now you want to look at all the sorted and categorized items and decide, do I need a hundred paper clips or do I need 50 paper clips? Do I need uh, eight staplers or do I only need one stapler? Uh, how many candles do I really need? Uh, you might simplify, simply have too much. Decide what you are really going to keep, use, and what and what you love, and get rid of the rest. Whether or not you can donate it, whether or not it can be recycled, whether or not it could even be repurposed, or you can give it to someone that may be uh, has been wanting one of those items uh if now don't now what you're going to do now is once everything is sorted and categorized you're going to take and we're just going to use she's just using lipsticks you're not going to say hmm i have too many lipsticks but I'm gonna get rid of some toys I'm you know you're just not gonna do it that way if you have to downsize lipstick it's easier for you to look at the two the lipsticks and say hey I have five nudes I don't need five nudes and you're gonna pare down so we kind of already talked about that um, and assigning a home to all of these items Okay, so this is the fourth step in the simplified downsize and organize process. Now, so you've simplified, you've let go of what you can't use, don't use, you've sorted through your items, you put like things together, you look through each category and you decided what you're going to keep and what you're going to give away, donate, sell, what have you, reuse. Now, you have your categories. You know that the volume is. You know how much you have. Now, you look at the storage space and you make some decisions. That is the organizing process. Make assigning a home for each and every category. So now is the fun part. So you have assigned the home. You've decided where the things are going to go. And always say that open space is the enemy to maintaining an organizing system. What you need to do now is to measure the space and separate. So now, this is where you measure, you decide what needs to be in the space to separate the categories to contain the different items. Um, you know, drawer organizers, etc. If they're small items like change, binder clips, batteries, pens, pencils, you just don't want them rolling all over the drawers. And it may, and it also gives you more space if you have them in drawer dividers so that it 
all is together and you can put more categories in one drawer. Now you can go shopping. So these measurements are key. And then you can look at the different styles. Do I want acrylic bins? Do I want plastic bins? Do I want aluminum? Do I want bamboo? What do you want? What do you want? What does your budget allow? Um, now, did you notice that shopping for the organizing products is not step one? It's after you've done all the, the above you, and you've decluttered and now you have just what you need, just what you use, and just what will fit in the space. Now you get measure and, and purchase the bins. Now, so you're going to assess the space to do the math. You're going to think about the purpose and the function of this room or space that you're dealing with. You're going to sort and categorize all the items in that room. You're gonna make decisions. You're gonna downsize. Um, now, allow boundaries in your space to be your guide. But one thing is that she wants to emphasize, and when I say she, let me remind you, Tanisha Porter, Tanisha Porter and most organizers, uh, allow the boundaries of the shelf, allow the boundaries of the cabinet to be your guide. When everything starts to get cramped and full and starts to overflow, that is your red flag that you need to downsize again. You need to purge. And here's a good example I'm going to give, and this isn't uh, decluttering and organizing, but it's a really good way to think about um, this what she's saying. Now, I have a kitchen countertop that I can put dirty dishes on until I wash the dishes. You know, and if you have kids, you understand this more. They're gonna fill up that countertop with dirty dishes if you don't put limits. And I don't like dirty dishes in my sink because I want to be able to stop it up, fill it with soapy water, and just start washing my dishes. I personally don't want to unload the dishwasher, then reload it. I just want to fill my sink up with soapy water and wash my dishes. I have a plastic tub about the size of my sink. It's called a dish pan, but it's plastic. I bought it at Dollar Tree. That is my limit on how many dishes get to pile up before I fill up my sink with dirty, with soapy water, not dirty water, soapy water, and wash my dishes. I don't wait till the kids have every dirty dish in the house on the countertop before I wash the dishes. Um, now, I don't always wash them right after supper. Sometimes I will wash them the next morning. I know some people think that's a real no-no, but this is real life here, and it's just sometimes that's the way people are. Some wash dishes right when supper is over. Some have their kids wash the dishes. 
my daughter had it what used to be my daughter's chore now it's my chore I do them first thing the next morning okay but I don't load up the sink and fill up the whole entire sink before I do the dishes I don't let them pile up all over the countertop before I do the dishes I have them in a dish pan what and that is my limit and that's when I I wash them now of course it is just my husband and I now we're empty nesters but what she's saying is let that bookshelf be your limit don't just keep buying more bookshelves and more bookshelves and more bookshelves and more bookshelves and buying more and more and more and more books use the one bookshelf when it gets too full decide which ones you can downsize before you buy any more books so that's another example the uh her example is perfect example for me she says is my closet if i run out of hangers before i go out and buy a new set of hangers or add hangers i look and see if i can downsize the clothes first now the dream does not have clutter so to prepare for the dream so that your dream once you get it can maintain and stay a dream because who knows when you see the dream closets that's not full with clutter there are spaces in between those hangers the dream closet the dream car the dream purse the dream house the dream condo when you see those things on tv or on magazines they do not have clutter and so once you get the dream you want to make sure it stays the dream so you've got to do the work practice doing the work build your declutter and organizing muscle before your dream is manifested so you can enjoy it and you can benefit from the fruits of your labor do the work so you can enjoy it because she says if you just get a bigger apartment you're going to fill that up you get a bigger house you're going to fill that up and etc etc it just continues to go on and on all right she talks about 10 virtual one-on-one sessions you um she says uh me and you that means tanisha porter and you um she has some sessions on her website uh you can check her out it's all right i'm gonna review what we just talked about and then i'll give you more information about her and then you can look her up uh yourself all right here's a review of what we've talked about just in case uh have you ever dreamed of being organized and maintaining that dream learn how to simplify downsize organize prepare for and maintain your dream it is a myth that you want you need more space you will have similar habits no matter how large your space is and you will end up filling that space with more things she wants you to prepare tanisha porter wants you to prepare for your dream so that when you achieve it and you get it and it manifests you can maintain it and can it can stay a dream and won't turn into a nightmare because of the clutter and disorganization if a room or a space or a table or a drawer does not have specific purpose a specific function activity 
that needs to occur there, then clutter is going to accumulate. You're just gonna treat it as if you can just keep piling things on it. Shopping for organizing bins and containers is not step one, it is not a motivation to get organized. If you shop first, you will end up with items that do not fit in your space. Maintaining your organized dream is not a one and done process because you use it. You will need to reset your spaces often. That will help you keep it maintained. Uh, and again, she says, allow the boundaries of your shelf, your cabinet, your drawers uh, to be your guide. When everything starts to get cramped and full and starts to overflow, that is your red flag that you need to downsize again. You need to purge. Don't let it get to the point where it starts to, it's overflowing. Uh, start by assessing and doing the math. Look at the amount of storage space that you have with the amount of things that you have. Look at your stuff to space ratio and see if you have more things than you have places to store them. And even then, sometimes um, you have storage space, but it's just all over, your, you know, you have to put in more shelves, you have to put in more cabinets, you have to put in more uh, baskets on the walls. I mean, do you really want every wall and every floor to be covered with stuff? Um, once you have decided on the purpose and the function of a space, put a name on it. Once you put a name on it and define what the activity is that's going to take place, that will help you determine what is going to stay in the room. Stay in the space, be stored in that closet, drawer, bin, etc. Sort and categorize. Put like items together. This will help you see whether you have too many duplicates that you have decided what to keep and what to get rid of and then assign a home for each category. Now you can measure and find organizing bins and containers for your space. All right. All right. That again was Tanisha Porter, Natural Born Organizers. And um, I will leave links to her so you can find her. So thank you guys for another podcast and another video. And I will see you on the next podcast and the next video.